All right, everybody, welcome back. You know, Boxing One has been away for a long time, but we are back at it with our playoff predictions and some headlines from the most recent game. So without further ado, let's kick it off. All righty, guys. So recently, the tri- Mr. Triple Double Man, Russell Westbrook of the Wizards, just surpassed the great Big O as the, for the all-time most triple doubles with 182. It's a huge accomplishment for Westbrook. Congrats to him. You know, like, ever since that, Katie. Uh, slithered his way out of out of OKC. You know, Westbrook has really just want to come back with vengeance and yes, really the triple doubles. And like, yeah, people like will say like he's like maybe like a like a, only a staff powder, but really it just shows that you know probably I think like Westbrook overall is like really one of the most passionate players of the game. Like really puts in like all the effort in, regardless of whether like the team has like a fighting chance of being a win at all. And look at, look at them so far. So far they are eighth in the East. And mm-hmm. that's fun to play in. Like people, people keep like keep really underrepresenting like Westbrook's greatness, like all because he doesn't have a championship. But like I think like this 182 triple doubles and like the spam of his what thing like 12, 13 year career. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It is. It really is. I mean, he's definitely gonna go to first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, what he's been able to do. Like the Wizards started off really slow, but you know him and Bradley Beal have put in a lot of work. He plays with like 100% intensity every night, which I think is like probably his best factor. And, you know, really happy for him. 182 triple doubles, no easy feat, but he keeps balling no matter what. So, you know, praise out to my boy Westbrook. Hopefully they can make some noise in the play-in and uh, let's see how it goes from here. And then yesterday, um, Basketball Hall of Fame enshrined the late Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Um, Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, they're all, you know, very well-known players. Um, staples of the game, you know, very proud that they all got into the Hall of Fame. They're uh, role models for all of us, and, you know, since Kobe died, you know, he served as an inspiration to us all, and, you know, what he's been able to do in both the basketball world and sort of influence everything on the greater, like, scheme. It's just really important. So, you know, those three got enshrined yesterday. It was uh, good to see. Absolutely. I think, like, this the class, this class is probably one of the best ones we've seen pretty much all the time. You know, like, all, all of them have at least, like, combined like at least we have a championship mvp scoring titles like they pretty much like check all the boxes in terms of, like accolades and like their impact to the game and mm-hmm. I, I i watched uh um kobe's wife uh vanessa bryant's speech alongside like michael jordan as a like very very emotional moment for her obviously like um it's really sad to see that kobe wasn't able to uh attend the ceremony but no, we just know that he definitely deserves it and um mm-hmm. yeah and last but not least, so today is the last day of the regular season. And amazingly, there are still a lot of things at stake in terms of playoff seeding, especially with the addition of this plan tournament um, due to condensed schedule. I think it's a really nice addition to really have that incentive for um, more teams having a shot to be in the playoffs. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, the plan tournament starts this Tuesday at May 18th and the playoffs overall start on May 22nd. So these last day of all these games a lot of playoff implications going on right now mm-hmm. so right now we're looking at three very important games so the lakers playing the pelicans the blazers playing the nuggets and the jazz playing the kings so um the lakers are currently the seventh seed the blazers are the sixth seed so the lakers need to win and the blazers need to lose in order to avoid the play-in um then you know the jazz are looking for that number one seed so um phoenix won earlier today 
But if the Jazz are able to beat the Kings, then they will keep the NBA's number one record, which holds a lot of weight. So a lot of games that are about to go on, go down right now. How's that sick? Uh, you know, it's also questionable that LeBron might not. It's, it's he's probable for playing today's okay, game. No, but you know, if you're if, you, if really the like play avoiding to play in tournament is really on the line, I'm pretty sure with sure confidence that he'll be playing. Especially you know, like earlier. Um, I feel like last week, like his thoughts on the plan tournament, he absolutely hates it because uh, I think we know that if they were to be in a plan tournament, they would be facing against the Warriors. And uh, we know that uh, LeBron's uh, matchup with Steph, you know, these past few years, you know, uh, hasn't been going his way. But so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, we're, I'm pretty sure, awfully sure that he's going to be playing in this tournament, uh, this last game, especially with a lot of things uh, on the line. Mm-hmm. So tonight I have the Lakers beating the Pelicans because the Pelicans are having a bunch of washed JV players, you know, so I don't see them standing a chance against the Lakers. The Blazers versus Nuggets, because the Nuggets are currently the third seed and the Clippers are the fourth seed, despite them having the same record, I think the Nuggets are going to go all out. They've been popping off without Jamal Murray and they're one of my sleeper teams. They're a really dark horse. I see. I could see them making it to the conference finals. So I have um, the Nuggets winning tonight. And also the Jazz beating the Kings because the Kings, I don't know, kind of a lost yeah. cause. <laughs> wow, that's one way to put it. I mean, not making the playoffs for 15 straight years. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. I pretty much like writing your predictions as well. Um, especially like both like Pelican and the Kings are just r- pretty much having their starters are not like injured or like those have like really no incentive playing. And but Blazers and Nuggets are actually really probably like, really interesting. It can really go either way. Um, but I gotta say to you, like, yeah, I definitely agree that the Denver Nuggets have been absolutely been crazy. Um, yeah, especially the Aston Jamal Murray. I think people were doubting them that they might be just like having a little slide um, down the standings, but still, they really maintain like become like a top three, top four team. And uh, definitely Michael Porter Jr. They really like embellishing that second scoring option. He's been absolutely amazing, averaging about like 22 points. Uh, eight boards and like a steal and a block on like super super efficient shooting these past games since Jamal has been injured so honestly yeah I think realistically I think like the Nuggets can really make a push a repeat push to the Western Conference Finals and you know we gotta say Jokic aka the Joker uh, definitely going for MVP honors this man's yes, absolutely sir. like playing insane basketball uh, hopefully yeah we'll get a center MVP for the first time in like 20 years or so super mm-hmm. excited so now our play-in predictions, starting in the Western Conference. Um, if the season ended today, despite the Lakers not playing it, it would be the Lakers matched up against the Warriors. And, and knowing my boy LeBron, when playoff time comes around, he don't mess around. So you know, I'm taking my Lakers, um, which means that the which means that the Warriors would play the the winner of the Grizzlies versus Spurs. And uh, unfortunately, um, I don't know. This actually could be a really interesting game. I originally had the Grizzlies like winning the 9-10 game, but I don't know. The Spurs are giving me some thought, but you know, right now I'm gonna rest with the Grizzlies, and then so that means the Warriors will play the Grizzlies, and I have the Warriors um, advancing. So the current one through eight seed remains in the Western Conference for me. Alrighty, sounds good. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, if the Lakers were to play against the Warriors for the plan. Um, you know, as great as Steph has been playing, like, the like, second half of the season, um, I really think, like, you know, once, like, LeBron and AD are really, like, going back to their, getting the rhythm back and, like, you know, all the players' addition, um, 
fully healthy, I think uh, definitely the Lakers can be able to pull off this victory so that can be get to, get to the seventh seed. And you know, for Grizzlies and Spurs, uh, yeah, I agree with you that definitely it's like a it's really a 50-50. Like both teams can go either way. But I think like the Grizzlies, especially with the with John Morant and like Kyle Anderson, uh, Dylan Brooks, like yeah, I think like a plenty amount of size and like great athleticism. I think they can build up sweeping the victory against the Spurs. And once the Warriors for the Warriors and Grizzlies going for the eighth seed, I still got to think got put the my money on the Warriors because um, I think like the experience that like the court the Steph Draymond like the core they had in the playoffs. I think they already know the experience of what it's like, and they'll be in the eighth spot. So who you got in the East then, Jerry? Alrighty, so the East currently for the seven and ten seeds. Celtics are locked in at the 7th seed. The Wizards just recently won their game against the Hornets, so they'll be locked in the 8th seed. And then Hornets, 9th seed, Pacers 10th seed. So Celtics and Wizards, man, I'm telling you, this this is this is such a great matchup. Um, really, it can go either way as well. But unfortunately, because Jalen Brown is out for the season due to that torn ligament on his wrist, I think I might have to side with the Wizards, given how great... Uh, Westbrook and Beal have been playing these last few weeks, especially Russell Westbrook, absolutely doing um, insane like stats, pulling up like 15 assists, like for like eight straight games, absolutely insane. And I feel like the Wizards, you know, like m- many of us, like really count out the, the Wizards begin the season because they were at some point had the worst record in the NBA. And lo and behold, we see them as the eighth spot in the East, and I think all the momentum's on their side, and I think that could probably like, be a really big surprise. Um, in the playoffs and like, you know we're just all excited to see both Bradley Beal and Westbrook just going uh, playoffs together as for the 9 and 10 seed Hornets versus Pacers uh, so we know that LaMelo Ball came back after a recent injury so far playing really nice basketball as well um, but I think I like to go with like the Pacers because of like the way how Karis LeVert has been playing really? especially yeah it's, it's pretty I'm it's a pretty surprised choice but you know I gotta go with the underdog you know I think like the playoffs this year has really been about underdog stories, and I think writing off the Pacers might be a bit too premature. But I, I gotta support them, uh, especially like, especially with how like Demonte Sabonis and Karis Levert have been really, really the one-two punch so far, especially the absence of Malcolm Brogdon. So I think really can go either way as well. But I think like Pacers might be able to squeeze this one out, especially the way how big, how well they've been like moving the ball and like their fast-paced offense has been uh, going this past few games. So, so I basically, yeah. So I basically had the same predictions as you, um, but I, I, yeah, like I said, I had the Wizards. Even if Jalen Brown was playing, I don't know. The Wizards have been kind of on a hot streak lately, so you know I could be, you know, using that momentum as a factor. And I think Westbrook, you know, he's all about that intensity. Beal coming back, he was basically leading the league in scoring for most of the year, but you know, Steph won, but you know that's okay. But I still think the Wizards, you know, they like really rounded into form, um, have really transformed since the beginning of the season. Um, Rui Hachimura, Davis Bertans, the whole squad, they're rolling. So, you know, I, I got the Wizards winning there. And then I have, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go with the Hornets. I don't know. They're a lot more flashier. I like the way they play, um, despite Gordon Hayward not being in. I think LaMelo Ball, PJ Washington, um, Terry Five Rozier, bridges. Sky Miles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have the Hornets winning there. And then, so that means the Hornets would play the Celtics, right? And you know what? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's see if we got the same one. I think I'm going with the Hornets. I'm, I'm taking the underdog here. Hornets? 
realistically, I would might go them as well. Because I think like real, if unless if Kemba and like Marcus Smart are like fully back healthy and like being able to play like their form, probably they might, but it's, I'm not as optimistic with their health overall. And like Jason Tatum, as great as he's been doing so far, playing at that career high 60 against the Spurs a few uh, weeks ago. Um, I don't think like they have enough like offensive firepower to really take on like the Hornets, especially with Lama, like the, all the athleticism they've had. So yeah, probably the Hornets might be able to take that seventh seed. All right, now should we make our first round predictions? Um, yeah, let's get things going. Well, unless if we, not exactly sure unless if like the like Jazz Suns playoff implications, but I think like the East is just about like set in stone. All right, so you want to start with the East, boss man? All right, so so Sixers currently has number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference. If they were to play against the Celtics, I believe, if they were to lose against the Hornets between a 7-8 matchup. And really, I got to go with the Sixers because I think it's been the best Sixers team that we've seen since the process. And like Joel Embiid absolutely playing like a monster that he's always should have been. Um... So I got to go roll up the Sixers. Uh, moving on to the second round. Um, Nets facing off against the Leaf. We're going to, is it Celtics? Like Sixers versus Wizards? I think, wait, who did you have winning the 8-9 matchup? Because I had the Hornets as the 8th seed and the Wizards at the 7th seed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think it's the same as well. So okay. that's, Nets were to face off against the Wizards. Ooh. KD and Westbrook. Ooh, oh, that's that popcorn. Kyrie. Ooh, that is definitely a popcorn-worthy matchup. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of not a surprise for, for me. As great as Westbrook and Beal have been playing um, in the Wizards overall these past few uh, few weeks, got to go with the Nets because especially that the big three is back together. And come playoff time, I'm pretty, I'm awfully sure that they're going to flip the switch and really bring in their playoff basketball. So Nets, we got the second round. Next, we've got the Bucks and Heat for the 3-6 matchup. This is a rematch of that second round, last year's playoffs. And, you know, I really don't, I'm not really sure about this. Because, like, the Heat, they were kind of, they were in, like, a slump, uh, like, midpoint of the season, especially with all the injuries and COVID protocols. And so far, they've been resurging so well. But as well as the Bucks, the Bucks have been playing well, super well as well. So, I think for... For me, I'd say the Bucks might be able to claim revenge against the Heat from last year's uh, disappointing playoff. So I have to go with the Bucks for the second round. And lastly, we got the Knicks and Hawks for the four-five matchup. Knicks, the top four team in the East, this is a great sign for New York basketball. As yes, Stephen Smith, I'm sure, and Spike Lee, <laughs> longtime Knicks fans, living in mediocrity and misery for the past 50 years or so. Great to see them back. And you know. I'm not really sure about this one. This one honestly could definitely go either way, especially like the Knicks team. Like this Knicks team is like super fun to watch. Like Julius Randle definitely has been absolutely insane. Definitely going. I think he's definitely my vote for most improved player. And like RJ Barrett and like all the others, like Alec Burks, Derek Rose, especially going his uh, like going. Like he's definitely have a resurgent season uh, in this point of career, especially Tom Thibodeau back. Um, as we all know, like Tom Thibodeau is a really, really great defensive minded coach, and really putting this Knicks team uh, having a winning culture. And I think all these things together like really puts the Knicks like, in a great spot to make a good playoff run. 
And I mean, as great as the Hawks have been, like especially with Trey Young and John Collins and uh, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and, like all the other players, I think the Knicks might be able to pull this one off. Mm-hmm. So between the Sixers and the Hornets, I'm gonna take a Sixers sweep. I think like the addition of both Danny Green and uh, Seth Curry, along with uh, Joel Embiid taking a big step, playing as an MVP candidate, Ben Simmons Defensive Player of the Year candidate. That's a scary team. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're first in the East. A lot of good work being put in by uh, Doc Rivers. Um, the whole team is flowing, and they're definitely destined for a deep playoff run. So yeah, I agree. I have the Sixers beating the Hornets. Probably in a sweep, but we'll see. Um, the Nets, Wizards. Um, the only thing that's scaring me about the Nets is that like the big three has only played together for I think eight or nine games. So you know that chemistry issue. I'm sure they'll be like more than fine. I feel like the Wizards might be able to steal a game here or there, but um, it'll definitely be a fun matchup. I think maybe if it goes to five or six games, I think that's still considered a success for the Wizards. Um, Absolutely. Bucks and Heat. You know, I'm, I'm going to take the Heat here, you know. Um, they beat them last year. I think they have the recipe on how to stop a, a Kunk bow. Um, despite the Bucks yeah, getting uh, Drew Holiday, which I think was a really good addition. I think Drew Holiday is probably one of the most underrated defenders and players in the league. Um, I feel like this is going to go to seven games. Um, I guess either team could win, but I think I'm picking the Heat here because they have the recipe. They have the same dog since last year, so, you know, hopefully they can run it back. And then Knicks, Hawks. I'm not saying this from because because I'm from New York, but I, I think the Knicks are going to win. I think like the, as they're like the number one rated defense, allowing only 104.9 points per game. Um, excellent offense. Julius Randle taking a big step, becoming the number one option. R.J. Barrett, Derek Rose, Alec Burks, Reggie Bullock, Nerlens Noel. You know that whole squad. You know playing hard, they're playing with intensity. I think they're playing with a vengeance. I think they're like they know like the history of New York and what they've been through. So again, I have the Knicks winning and moving on to the next round. You know, I think it's, this is a great shot for them to kind of rewrite the narrative about Knicks basketball and all the years of futility. And, you know, I think this is a great step in the right direction. Definitely a top, like a top four team in the East. Like it was such a loaded, like both conferences really, especially the Eastern Conference, super loaded. And for Knicks to be able to come up to the top four, super impressive for them. Um, yeah, so now we got our Eastern uh, Conference first round predictions. Why don't we move on to our Western Conference predictions? So, Chase, would you like to take it away? Yes, sir. So, assuming the Jazz retain the number one seed um, and the Warriors get the eighth seed through the play-in, um, I have the Jazz beating the Warriors. I think Steph's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, Draymond's a good leader on the defensive end, but I just don't think the Warriors have the same firepower as they did during their little run in 2015 through 2018. So, I'm going to take the Jazz to win in the first round. Um I do think the Jazz are slightly overrated. Rudy Gobert is a casual. Donovan Mitchell is not that good. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of. Yeah, he's washed. He should not. He shouldn't. If he wins again, it's gonna be a problem with the league. Um, But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the Jazz, um, unfortunately. Um, But I have them winning in the first round. And then, assuming the Lakers beat the Pelicans tonight and the Blazers lose to the Nuggets, that means the Blazers would be the seventh seed, and they play the Nuggets. uh, Sorry, the Suns in the the first round. Um, I think the addition of Chris Paul, um, you know, what already Monty Williams doing with the Suns, Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, DeAndre Aiden, Dario Sarge. That's a really good squad. I think it's definitely, I feel like they could definitely like, you know, make the finals one time. So um, just seeing them carry through uh, would be a really big deal. Um, next, Nuggets versus Lakers. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, Lakers. 
yeah, I got to, you know, I, I trust LeBron more than anything. Um, but yeah, I, tr- yeah, I trust him to, you know, go through. I expect this matchup at least going to seven games. Like, definitely at least go to six, seven games going down the wire. But, yeah, we'll definitely see how things turn out between the 100%. Lakers and the Nuggets. For sure, for sure. And then the four or five matchup between the Clippers and the Mavs. See, this was a really interesting um, matchup in the first round because, you know, because of the Porzingis ejection and then, you know, the Luka Doncic went, yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like the Clippers are actually going to win here. Um, I think the addition of Rondo is really giving them that playmaking threat that they lacked last season. But I feel like their chemistry, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's gotten better. Maybe it hasn't. I haven't been following the Clippers that much. I feel like they've kind of gone under the radar after they blew that 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. But I, I think they'll make up for it and hopefully make it past the first round. All right. Solid, solid. All right. So between, for me, like Jazz and Warriors, um, I do side with the Jazz as well. Um, especially the way how, like, probably one of the best offenses we've seen uh, this season so far, especially the Aston Donovan Mitchell. They've just been able to find um, other players to step up instead of Jordan Clarkson. Definitely, I think, worthy of a six man. Like, he's like a 20, like a 20 point scorer off the bench. Um, like, when you need buckets, he will definitely get the job for you. Um, Suns and the Blazers. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure how this one really turns out because, like, the, the recent game between the two, um, especially if game gets hot like at least in the second half um not sure how the Suns will drop but I think in the seven game series I think like the Suns may be able to come out on top especially the way how Chris Paul has been really managed the offense like deep book being able to really show what he's made of um seeing the playoffs for the first time and, like really at the length like how deep this team is I think like the Suns may be able to pull it out probably probably like six or seven uh definitely going down the wire uh so for the Nuggets and the Lakers um as great as Nuggets has been, you know, we got to side with, like, team, team LeBron and the Lakers. Yes, uh, especially with, like, once LeBron, as LeBron and AD are coming <clears> back <throat> from their injuries and, like, just at the right moment, you know, we, we're going to see, like, a deep, another deep playoff front. See if we can get that repeat for the Laker Nation. Um, definitely also going, like, at least six or seven games as well. Um, but I expect a dog fight between the two. And lastly, we got the Clippers and Mavs. Um, you know, I... As great as like how Luca has been playing like throughout the year, uh, throughout the season, as well as like you know uh, players like Tim Hardaway, Chris Porzingis, and others, you know I think like the Clippers should be able to squeeze this out, one out, maybe like in five or six games. Especially like the addition of Rondo, as you mentioned, Boogie Cousins is also there, and he's also playing pretty nicely as well. Um, I think definitely think the upgrades they've added throughout the trade deadline has really made this uh, Clippers team a very deep one. So Clippers taking out the first round. Let's see if they make it out second round as well, but I'm not sure about that. I'm blowing another 3-1 lead. Fine, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Like, out of all these teams, what do you think, which team do you think has, like, the most pressure for this playoffs? Uh, I feel like I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. I think there's a lot of pressure on them to repeat and then three-peat sort of the legacy that LeBron is trying to chase as the greatest of all time. I think it could come down to, you know, getting another one or two championships and especially what it could mean if he can repeat or three-peat. 
could speak a great deal into like really closing that GOAT debate too. I feel like the Lakers have a lot of pressure. I think a lot of people have counted them out, especially with the play-in tournament and how like LeBron's been injured, AD's been injured. They've kind of haven't been in sync. But uh, I think definitely either one of the LA teams, I'm just picking the Lakers because of LeBron's legacy, but that's why I have for right now. Uh, I also think the Lakers as well, um, especially like they're the defending champions and like they have the expectation of wanting to repeat as well. Uh, but also like for me as well, the Bucks also has like a lot of pressure on them as well. Especially these past few seasons, postseasons have been not as, as what we expect from them. And especially when Giannis signed that Supermax contract uh, before the season, it's just it's really going to really be a test to see if how this team will be fair out. Especially how loaded the Eastern Conference has been. Like the Sixers, the Nets, Knicks team as well. Um, you know, like if the, if the Bucks aren't able to make at least like finals or such, like I'm not sure how, like whether Giannis would want to be committed to the Bucks team and like maybe want to request his trade maybe like within one or two years as well. So hopefully the addition of Drew Holiday is going to like really get that, get them over the hump. You're trying to make the, get out of the East, but. A lot of things are at stake for the Bucks for this Bucks team. Indeed, I agree. Um, that's everything I have on my end. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Do you think it's possible that the Warriors might pull off an upset against the Jazz? I think they lack the firepower, to be honest. I feel like Clay Thompson was in, this would be like a whole different discussion, but besides like Curry and Draymond, they I don't know who else they have to lean on. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is, like, playing at a solid level, but he's not that same, like, Clay Thompson fit, and I don't know. Something seems off about the Warriors. I don't know what it is. I mean, Steph's been balling out, doing everything he can, but I think the Jazz have, like, cemented themselves as a pretty good team, so I don't I don't, I don't, don't really see an upset happening. What about you? Uh, you know, something tells me that, depending on whether Donovan Mitchell might be able to like fully healthy back in the playoffs um, you know there, there, there might be a lingering chance you know there might be a miracle possible that the Warriors might be able to pull it off you know it's like, almost like the We Believe Warriors that back in like what 2007 or something mm-hmm. like, like eighth seed taking out the uh, one seed Mavs you know um, I mean like I remember like Draymond said something about like, like we're not the We Believe Warriors because I got Steph Curry obviously and like despite the playoff season they're in you know mm-hmm. who knows like what depending how if Curry is able to you know have that hot 30 like have that hot scoring streak uh, like a month or so ago so there might be a chance but I still think tomorrow is probably like the Jazz going to have to squeeze it out for sure it'll be interesting to see you know I can't wait to see all the games I'm about to be tuning in every single game and then uh, yeah we'll see from there you know, I'm, I'm super excited to see these playoffs you know, um, like twenty teams are be able to have a like a chance to play for a championship. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is probably the most wide open race we've seen in a long time. Like, for who, forget about like Cavs versus Warriors. You know, like for the like four straight finals. Like now we have at least like four contenders on each both conferences that could possibly make out the East, like both out of the playoffs. So a lot, a lot of entertainment. A lot of entertainment. This is a, it's a great day for an NBA fan, for sure. So, yes, I think sir. That's about it. Get ready for the playoffs and yeah, get excited. 
yeah we'll be back next time with some more fresh little clean clean content thank you everybody for listening in and uh be on the lookout let's go lakers laker nation baby all right later folks peace out